Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace family is 19 keys, 19 keys of electrical thought patterns and conversations. We here with another enlightening conversation I want y'all to listen up to. Also, I want to make sure that if you want to get sponsored on the podcast, make sure you tap in, DM, or email me. Um, also, if you would like to get you an ebook, www.crowns19.com. Yes, I just dropped a new book. It's called Paradigm Keys. And make sure you tap in. Well, without further ado, we're going to jump right into a conversation, and I want y'all to go ahead and listen and tap in. Let me know what you think, and make sure you leave a review on iTunes if you haven't already. Peace. Now, um, you can be villainized for being aware and being intelligent in today's time. The sheep only wants to behave like the sheep. In the moment that you point out to a sheep that they're behaving like a sheep, they get mad at you. For making them think like the shepherd. Um, The slave wants the slave morality of the slave. And the moment you point out to the slave, they're acting like a slave. They get mad. I had some family members in my family once I was staying with in East Oakland, man. It was one of the worst times of my entire life. Um, And they was doing crack. And I had to stay in this crack house. You know what I mean? When I was young. And I remember I seen them smoking crack. And I said, man, you a goddamn crackhead. And what they said, they was mad as hell, so mad they tried to damn stab me. They say, don't call me no crackhead. And I was mad because I'm like, but that's what you're doing and that's exactly what you are. I'm just pointing out your behavior and your characteristics and you fit the description of the definition of the word so you're a crackhead. So, of course, I didn't stop calling them a crackhead. And, you know, they did stab me in my arm. You didn't penetrate that deep, but I never forgot that. And I just remembered that people don't like when you point out the truth. Um, people like you more so, yeah, I mean, when they can agree with you at all times. They do. People love when you're saying things to appease their soul. The uncomfortable truth is what allows people to advance, to evolve and break further. Now, you know, um, like, like I said, let's, let's stay on current topics today. This, this FaceApp stuff. Now, this goes deeper into data mining. This goes deeper into selling data. Black people are very gullible. We're very emotionally attached people. In the 1964 riots, um, the, the, the riots, black people were studied during that time because that was one of the biggest outbreaks of social disobedience, you know what I mean, within this country. So black people were studied for the crowd mind to see how black people react to things, how would they do certain things for social behavior that they, they took that same data and they utilized it for capitalism and control later on down the line. And then when technology came, there was even a able to take even more data markers from us 
So they was able to assess all our behavior and how we interface and how we interact with things every single day. Now, data is a very important thing. Data is so, so valuable. You know what I mean? In the information age, you know what I mean? Which is uh, uh, um, technology, you know what I mean? That utilizes and manipulates data. That's very important that a person can take your data and they, they utilize it for their own purposes. When you app into an app or any app, you agree, right? You agree to everything that they give you, right? Meaning that there's no, it's an impossibility to opt out on their agreements. This is something I was talking about with Idris. So if you say, no, you don't agree to whatever contract, and the contract can be uh, clearly stated in that, because you know we don't read, it'll clearly state that, yes, we're going to take all your data and we're going to sell it to these people. And that's the reason, yeah, I mean, people be calling your phone and you be wondering who the hell is this calling? How do all these people got my number all of a sudden? And I'm even getting texts from these companies and all these different people. The more data that a person gets about you, your behavior, your rhythms, then the more that they can sell to these companies, especially when these algorithms are fighting each other for your attention so that they can utilize that attention for their own comfort, gain and power. Now, everything always seems so innocent on the outside and everybody is always trying to figure out um you thinking too deep i want y'all to remember this if any one of the leaders at any point in time in history listen to the people that said you thinking too deep you would have never been woke up in the first place you would still be rocked to sleep you your parents and everybody else from every generation if they'd have told marcus garvey that these white people went out here trying to kill him assassinate him and leave him guilty yeah he wouldn't have done what he done every lady be like you know what i am thinking too deep now, they have told the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that there is not a, a plot and a plan by white people, you know what I mean, to continuously discriminate us, break us down for the next hundred years. He would be like, you know what, I'm thinking way too deep on this. You're right. And then we see all of the evidence of what he talked about. It's not the fact that some people are thinking too deep. It's the fact that you don't think at all. See, there's an average American that allows every content that they come in contact with to think for them. Right. So you have to think about this. When you're not thinking, you're like a sponge. Whatever you're thinking is thinking for you. Those are the thoughts that's being played in your head. That's why it's so dangerous to listen to ignorant songs over and over and over and over and over and over. Because in locksmithing, right, in, 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 in breaking down locks, there's a technique of manipulation when it's talking about impressioning a lock, right, to make a well-formed key, right, without, without breaking the lock. Now, I'm going to go a little deeper and a little more cerebral into that maybe later. But there's a manipulation tactic in impressioning a key so that you can unlock a lock. That's what locksmiths or, or, P or pick artists do when they want to unlock something. When you want to unlock somebody's mind, you have to manipulate them, impression a thought into them so it changes their expressed behavior. Right? That's manipulating a person's mindset. Manipulation is not a bad thing. But connotation is the energy, right, or the emotion attached to a word. But it doesn't denote the regular definition of it, which is the reason a person asked me if I'm a Muslim. I know the connotation in your mind may become from a programming, indoctrination, family members, aunties, uncle, all of the things that you've heard from it, Malcolm X, Farrakhan, kill death, a bunch of different things. So first I got to explain my definition of the word and my understanding so we can build on the same connotation. But I don't deal in connotations, I deal in definitions. That's different. Connotations come from society's programming and viewpoints and collective feelings, right? So if I use a word, I'm not using it from the same interpretation, understanding of programming that you may have. I'm using it from the clear, defining reason of what it means. The same way if a person was to take a swastika and they put it on a shirt. 
they're not using it for the connotation of what Nazi found or, uh, or the Nazi history has put it into it. They're using it for its original symbolism and what it meant to our righteous people. So if a person says they that something is manipulation, all they saying is is that it's a clever way, right, to influence something, clever way to open something, impression something, right? That's not negative. No, everything is manipulation. There's righteous manipulation. When you go to a church, that's manipulation. They're telling you about God and getting you to pray and getting you to do all these different things. So I get the programming of connotations that attach to words. But for a person that has a higher programming, you have to remember that we have to live above these connotations so we can actually define these words for ourselves. And we can build back into positive connotations into these original symbols that are attached to our nature. So you have to escape and that's why we talk about updating your programming to change your paradigm, which is right. I wrote a book and I got a couple more coming up. But people don't read the book. They just criticize the post. Yeah, I mean, I realize this. I taught entire master classes on marketing. I've traveled around the whole entire U.S. and taught marketing and manipulation techniques and impressioning and paradigm shifting. Yeah, I mean, I've reached hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah, I mean, and millions on a social scale. So, you know, I'm not just talking on my ass. I'm talking about different tactics things that I use. Now, if we go deeper into it, right? What's up with you, real Jeremy Graham? My brother Ezers, and y'all know I had him on the podcast. He's a tech genius, so you ain't got to listen to me. Now, Ezers was talking about exposing technology for everything that it is, you know what I mean, and how people are easily swayed by media and spoon-fed, right, by the fear of missing out. Now, if you ever read the book Biology, that's B-U-Y-L-O-G-Y, Biology, the reason you buy things, right, the neuromarketing and the neuroscience of buying things. One of the great ways to get people to buy things is the fear of missing out. When you're selling a product, there's two things people don't want to be. They don't want to be the first to get it and they don't want to be the last, right? People don't like being the first. They want to see social proof that other people are buying it. That's why people like myself, I post receipts. I show you that, look, everybody else is engaging in something that's good for you. Now, a person compare my brand to somebody else's brand, right? The difference between my brand is I go against the grain. I'm a socially conscious brand. A socially conscious brands have a much harder time to selling and marketing to people because it's not escapism. It's not allowing, not allowing you to escape from the responsibility of tapping into your higher self. Brands that allow you to just indulge in your ego and escape from your responsibilities within life are easier brands to be able to sell to people to get you a part of that crowd, that group mind. Now, a crowd is just denoting a five or more people. Social media becomes a new crowd mind because people have a fear of missing out. And people feel more a part of a group base and more part of an inclusion. So they feel more secure when they're doing what the group is doing. That's acculturation. That's assimilating. That's assimilating to what the masses are doing. Even if something may seem like it's fun, lighthearted, but when the person is spending as much money as getting Drake, Kevin Hart to do something, you got to understand that these are tech companies. A tech company with the sophistication to build an algorithm with facial data recognition and they can do all of that, what they did with it, you have to know that they're also mining right that information. Now, we live in a world where we say, well, they already got it. You might as well give it to them. What that means is that, of course, we already know that facial data recognition already exists. So we feel like, cool, we're helpless. We can't do anything. You might as well give it to them. That's the reason that we still allow corporations to rob us, even though we know that they're robbing us. We say, well, it's nothing that we can do about it. When you get a people to relinquish all of their power, right, and not even feel like they have the ability to utilize their power or ever get it back, then you've won. When that's, that's, that's like, man, a person 
you in a relationship with somebody and this person is treating you terrible and you've done all you've done to see if you can help making them change. And instead of either exiting that relationship or finding a different way to exercise your power within that to change this person, you say, you know what? That person going to be as they are. I'm going to let them keep just abusing and bashing me. That's kind of how we are. We are people that's been abused so much that we just let the abuse continue to happen. So we get into the sheep thinking. Everybody doesn't want to be a master. I get it. Not everybody wants to be a boss. Not everybody wants to be a business owner. Not everybody wants to be a producer. A lot of people wants to be consumers. So I'm not always talking to everybody. Those who are satisfied with their level of life, then just live at your level of life and continue to move. But those who come to me for information or knowledge or anything that I can possibly add value to your life to allow us to become critical thinkers, then this is for you, for those people that want to continue to transform and go to higher steps within life. Now, y'all know me. You know what I mean? I'm going to get the money. I'm going to get the bag. I ain't worried about that. We're going to get these millions of dollars. And we're going to take what we learn from the tactics of other individuals that have successful blueprints and utilize it for self so we can get some of the same results to sustain ourselves and gain some power. I'm always talking about that. I told you the first floor is economics. You know what I mean? That economics, we got to get first because if I ain't got the money, I can't fund my mind. But guess what? If I got the millions of dollars, these type of thoughts I can feed to other different individuals and we can continue to have this build out so we can have more and more and more and more power. Critical thinking is something that we need to assess. The average person doesn't think critically at all. Critical thinking is lost. The average person can't hear those thoughts. You know some of those deeper entrained thoughts when you sit with knowledge for so long and it starts to store up this original thinking, this uncommon path of thinking. And when you speak to others, they find so much value in it because they said, I ain't never heard nobody say that. Well, that's because that person you never heard said they ain't had time to think. They don't do any critical analysis of thinking. They don't see what's the business of this. What's the psychology of this? What's the social side of this? There are scientists and different data miners who look at things a lot different than you may look at things. Right? So let's look at uh, my brother Idris was talking about it. You know what I mean? Don't use the face app. Don't use the face app. Don't use the face app. Um, and it makes sense. You know what I mean? They, they, they are, they, they're always mine on the monkey brain. They're always preying on you. You know what I mean? Collecting tens of millions of dollars. You know what I'm talking about? And they sell it back to the agencies. They sell it back to other companies. They, they, they know, look, you don't even have to be in the system. You know what I mean? And they know how you go look for the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. You know what I mean? So they got you forever. Now, listen, man. Nothing is to ever bash a person. But I'm one of those type of people where I feel like we ain't got enough time to be out here trying to figure out how to say things the nicest way to make people feel all good and stuff. I know I personally ain't got that kind of time. You know what I mean? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad says, don't spend so much time with the initiates. Focus on big business. My goal is to give out the game, man. And if you're willing to listen, then it's yours to be received. But we have to learn how to critically think. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I really just think about all of the people that we consider to be geniuses, right? I really consider all the people we consider to be great. Those people are great critical thinkers. And this skill of critical thinking increases in value over time. Why? Because the computers and the algorithms are starting to think for us. So imagine that there's a computer bot. They created a marketing content. This marketing content that gets you to engage emotionally within this content, right? Because they got so much data on you, then they know how you react. They know how you interact with things. You're not a critical thinker, so you're not going to change your habits up that much. 
So it's going to get to a point that the robots are going to be creating information and content for us to engage. And that engagement is going to induce feeling and that feeling induces drive. Right. So they start to control you. So when the machines start to manipulate you, that's different than when the people start. So the feeding of all of this data, it should be used for one for us and not on us. So what happened? Think about this. The Russian bot situation that happened in Russia. They was creating fake conscious pages, right? They was creating fake conscious pages of things that weren't even happening. They was able to create this content that got black people to engage in it. There was fake black pages with fake black outrage that was coming from Russia. That was coming from a bot farm in Russia. That was literally coming from algorithms and machines. Now, what this did is this actually influenced. This influenced the presidential election, right? So this influenced our social behavior. Right. How did they have so much data that they knew how to get us to actually uh, and, and manipulate us to their point and their target and their goal? Because we freely give up all the information and the people not evolving is easy to, 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 to track. Yeah, you know I mean, so when they did this study in 1964 about, you know, the crowds. They found what the things that we engage in, how we emotionally stimulated the sentiments. They studied the crowd so much. I think there's a guy, his name is Nietzsche, and he talks about the crowd mind. Y'all should really look him up. If I can find him, I'll put it up there. But we got to go deeper. Like, how deep do you go? The rabbit hole continues to go. But if, if even when we talk about the rabbit hole, you think about the movie Matrix, right? Neo in the movie Matrix, before he actually became Neo, he was already a hacker. You know what I mean? He was already an individual who can get behind scenes and behind the doors, and people paid him for that, but he had a regular office job. He was already a critical thinker and didn't trust the government. He didn't trust none of the things that was going on. But guess what? There was another critical thinker who had vision and he had an idea, and that was Morpheus. Morpheus said that this nigga Neo, he already tapped in. You know what I'm talking about? Now that he's already a critical thinker and he's already thinking for himself, now it's time for us to pull him out. But he had to be ready first. See, a lot of you are not even critical thinking enough to even be pulled out the matrix. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You pull it out now, this person will only want to get plugged back in because it'll be too scary for them. You know what I mean? Like people get scared about the idea of conscious things. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not everybody, right? So I can learn information for the process of application, right? So I don't learn, let me go learn about algorithms and government conspiracies to scare the people. No, 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 no. I see what they're doing. Now, how can I utilize this information for betterment with my strategy and my plan, right? Because the goal is to make some money. The goal is to, to definitely so you can fund your mind, your ideas, so you can have what? Power. You know what I'm talking about? Power. So you have to know the difference between, look, I'm going to say it again, direct manipulation and indirect manipulation. And in leadership competency, this is important towards your design as a human being. As everybody wants to be influenced, you have to know what you're influencing, how you're influencing, what you are doing, and be transparent on your influence. So you can give the people the option to be manipulated by whatever form or whatever way of manipulation or way you're giving out information. Right? So if a person is doing direct manipulation, so a person pointed out I wear the crowns. This is what you call direct manipulation. Direct manipulation is leadership competency. That means that I'm going to wear it as an example of what you should do. So I wear it every single day. I'm never taking this off. This always reminds me of my higher purpose. No matter what building I walk into, they see that star crest and they see that young guy. They're like, 
oh man, who do you think he is? He wearing a shirt that say tap in, a young rich black guy, and he got Arabic keys on. <laughs> this is this is what you call for a product and a service. This will be direct manipulation. It means that I, I become an example of what I want you to do to lead you to this target or goal, right? Or, or service. Direct manipulation. Indirect manipulation would be, let's say I went and got this beautiful, voluptuous woman to wear. You know what I mean? Titties all out and everything. You know what I'm saying? And I put the crown on her. That'd be indirect manipulation. Right? Right? So I'm incentivizing you to go do it. So I would be targeting your ego. I will be targeting your sex drive, your desire to make you feel like you're going to have more sex with women if you wear this crown. That would be indirect manipulation. It's a little different, right? So you got to know the difference of what you're doing, direct manipulation and indirect manipulation as it goes to leadership competency. Most people do not want to do direct manipulation. The reason they don't want to do it is because it requires a lot more responsibility. To become example of what you're actually talking about, that's a higher form of leadership than to give people information or to figure out a way to try to scare them and incentivize them into doing what you want them to do, right? So if I talk to you about everybody needs to be a millionaire and I become a millionaire, then that will be direct manipulation, right? I'm, I'm, I'm showing you through leadership competency. But if I say you need to go do that so you can empower your people, we can put ourselves in a better position, blah, blah, blah. Say I give you all of the reasons to incentivize your mind. It's not a bad thing either one. It's only bad when you're getting people to do something that's not good for them. That's a liability for them, right? So good and bad is a system of morality on how we judge things based on our measurement of programming. You know what I mean? So we get to know the difference. You understand me? And, and, and it's important to know the difference and it's important to know the definition based uh, and, and versus the connotation. And a lot of people know the connotation and they don't know the definition. And so when we use words, we're using them in a connotative form. We're not using them in a defining manner. So it's like, I know we don't want to be thinkers. I know we think we can get we can get by in this world by being shallow individuals with our low level of intelligence. But you don't see how these people are hacking your children and the next generation of children. They're already working on the next generation of children. They're not even working on this one. You know that requires a lot of critical thinking? Huh. And now we got this new form, this word woke. So this word woke has a connotation. It no longer means conscious. Conscious just means to be aware. So in the action thought of, oh, you, you too conscious. What? I'm too aware? How is that a possibility? Right? That doesn't make any sense. So, no, nah, it's that we use lies things in their connotative form. Woke, this social expression of people being in like some socially conscious, spiritual bubble, uh, government conspiracy. Nah, that's not what it was originally meant. It meant that somebody that woke up from that sleep, that they weren't aware of their reality, right? They weren't aware of their reality. They wasn't aware of the things that was happening. They wasn't aware that the government were doing evil things. They weren't aware of Tuskegee, Tuskegee uh, experiments. They weren't aware of the food and the GMOs. They weren't aware of the um, the prison pipeline. They wasn't aware of the voting. And they weren't aware of so many things. You know what I mean? So it's like, once I give you the game, I wake you up. I, I break you off this dreamland and I allow you to be woke. You understand me? But let's forget about that word. You understand me? That word, forget it. We trying to be enlightened. That's the goal. I don't want to wake nobody. I want to enlighten you because a lot of people wake up only to act like they sleep. A lot of people wake up, but they don't work. 
right? And if you don't work, then that means you broke. You understand me? If my phone stopped working, it's no longer broke. I mean, it's no longer, uh, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's broke. So it's like the goal is to be working, right? Because that means you're alive, right? Because time is a measurement of motion. Only dead men don't move. You understand me? So when you're no longer working, you can't even be considered alive. You know what I mean? You dead. You know what I mean? And that's the lowest form of being asleep. The mentally dead. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad came for the mentally dead. The blind, deaf, and dumb to wake them up. You know how hard he would have it in today's time? Coming trying to teach your people today? Man, the leaders of the uh, yesterday would be like, ooh, you're dealing with a different kind of people. You can give them the truth right in front of their face and teach them everything that they need to. And they're going to be counting you. Not only they're going to be counting you, but the ones that consider themselves to be like you and conscious and serve the same God and agenda, they're going to make counter videos to your views instead of actually communicate with you. So it's like we get to this place where... This woke generation is weird, man, and they don't do no work. You know what I mean? Like, I wake up to not do anything evil every day only to add value into people's lives. So I get that we are now soundbite people. We take one soundbite of a person and say, oop, this represents your whole life. This is what you meant. Wow. So out of all of the thousands of hours of videos that I put, you still squeeze me down to a soundbite. And so you got to you got to wonder is like this is how society will be in the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I seen a person once take a sound bite of something that Minister Farrakhan said within a 60 year span. They took a sound bite of one speech out of millions of words that he's spoken. And they said, look, this is why I don't mess with him. One sound bite. Could you imagine if a person found a sound bite of your life? And judge you off that and got other people not to fuck with you because of a soundbite. But we've become in this soundbite culture and that is dangerous. So even though a person will put context around the things that they say, it's the soundbite that they listen to. So y'all know I'm always talking about marketing. I'm talking about content, neuroscience, attention. You know what I mean? Righteous capitalism, being rich and righteous, wealthy and enlightened. I talk about economics and having money and things of that nature. So I talk about the blueprints of success. But imagine that. We can't wait to take sound bites and destroy each other's legacies with that. And oftentimes, the time that we speak to each other is when we disagree with each other. <laughs> Think about that. So we have this, 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 this behavior that we have with each other. As if we're enemies instead of friends. You understand me? Like, we speak to each other as if we're enemies. You understand me? Like, if you want me to argue with you, but you haven't supported me, then I can't really have that conversation. Somebody in my universe, you support me. That means that you actually love me, so we're coming from a different place. So I should listen to you, and then you should listen to me so we can build an understanding. But we have to be... We have to be a, a people who think about this because they're building artificial intelligence. You know what I mean? These algorithms, what will they be in the future? Right? I appreciate my brother Antoine Digital. Y'all go check him out, man, because he's teaching people coding and tech. I appreciate my brother E3. He's teaching people coding and tech. You understand me? So in the next 10, 20 years, these algorithms and this artificial intelligence will have taken over the world, Right? But how would we have utilized our access to that to create solutions and get power for ourselves? That's the question. How will we use it for our power? Forget the fear of the machines. 
What is the power in utilizing that technology for ourselves? That is the ultimate question that we must get to and we must answer. You understand me? And we must execute on. So be a critical thinker. Always wonder. I want to what let me think outside of my emotions and let me think with my logic and my rationality and my mathematical thinking. What is this? What does this do? Why is it? How is it? What's the business of it? I walked past a um I walked past a bunch of businesses earlier. Um, and I was wondering, I think it was like a Melrose or something. And I was looking at the businesses and the prices of the business. And it had me thinking, and I think one of them was like a teeth whitening service. And I was thinking like, hmm, what's the wholesale price of this? They got people sitting there for 15 minutes, $100. And then I said, dang, I wonder what's the cost of the jail. You got one machine. They sit in a nice fancy chair. They put it in the right environment, right? And so the people go in there for 15 minutes, they get their teeth whitened. But those same people now for once didn't think about, I wonder how much this machine costs wholesale. Right? Right? Because if you see a good business, then it's your opportunity also to create a good business. So I start automatically thinking like, wow, if I get me a space, I can implement the same thing and create me a business. I even start looking at the strategies of these people that got everybody to buy. Like, I couldn't get my friends to repost my book. So I said, I wonder, I wonder how much money would it cost for me to get them to post my book up. So I start thinking about marketing strategies. I said, cool, what I need to do is I need to call each one of them, send them a book for free, and then ask them um, to read maybe like two or three sentences from it, right, in a live, um, um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a video, and then I want them to expound upon it, right, as if they just naturally getting a book organically and they're talking about some of the points within this book. So that would be what? Direct or indirect manipulation, right? To incentivize the people to go get this book. So now that they watch the, they, they favorite influence or whatever, they read from this book, they're going to be like, dang, what book is that? I got to get that book. Who brought that? Boom. Automatically. Spike of sales. It's good, good strategy, right? Good strategy. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't mind telling you the game. You know what I'm talking about? The game is free. It's the execution that costs. Hey, hey, that's a quote. Bar that one. The game is free. It's the execution that costs. You know what I mean? So, you know, we live in a day and age where you got to pay your friends. You know what I mean? You got to pay your associates. Man, everybody's a business. I get it. You're a business. You know what I mean? But you got to remember that those are also associates. that You, you got to pay them as associates, not friends. It's a little different. You know what I mean? Like, you, you support your friend. You buy their stuff. But if they're associates, you got to pay them. It's a business transaction. I get it. But then if it, it depends. Not all the time. It's different levels, right? So it depends. If, if, if that person has a business and their business is like advertisement or whatever, then you might just have to pay them their fee. You know what I'm talking about? But it also has to be a relationship or reciprocation. So, you know, you can't get mad at people. If you want to get the results of their influence, then pay them. Because guess what? The only person that misses out on that is you. So we always have to be mindful of who misses out from my emotions. Oh, it's me. So I might as well pay these people to get the value so I can still get the achieved results. So we have to be careful when we become too emotional, right? Because it's still an ROI on our investment. But sometimes when we're too close to things... We get blinded by it. When you're too close to the light, you get blinded by it. You know what I mean? Man, <clears throat> for all those that want to get the ebook or the book, rather, uh, click the link in the bio. 
if you buy a key or you buy a crown, um, you get the ebook uh, for free. Um, same thing if you buy some gold water. You know what I'm talking about? Hold on, let me let me is something in here. Let me do some direct manipulation real quick. Y'all ain't never heard nobody break down that con that concept. Thank you, Tariq Anthony. I appreciate you. Tariq, so I'm going to tell you something the way that the, the, the book work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually update it. So I'm adding another chapter into the book. And this is going to be the final chapter that I add. So once the chapter is added, you're actually going to get an email saying your ebook has been updated. I think I'm the first author in history to update that ebook. You know what I'm saying? And, and give you a bonus chapter, even after you read it. Like, wait, there's more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, the gold water is is gold particles in deionized water. The gold has bioavailability that gets into your cellular structure. Gold being a superconductor electrifies your body and allows you to tap in. You know what I'm talking about? So, you know what I mean? Things like boost IQ, energy, dexterity, um, mood, uh, like a bunch of different things. There's so much, man. Somebody said they love they gold water. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, if you ordered it before the first, just email at goldwatercorp at gmail.com. Uh, my assistant handled all of that. Y'all got an assistant and stuff, man. And it's been amazing so far. She's been doing her thing. I ain't going to lie. And she pregnant. And she on the gold. And she be working. I ain't going to lie. Uh, you know, I almost felt bad earlier today. She called me and she was working. And I was like, take a break. Like, you need to take a break. Relax. And then she was like, no, I can't break because I got to get everything out right now because I'm flying out tomorrow. Then I was like, wait a minute. You right. No breaks. Get it all done. <laughs> get it all done. You know what I'm saying? I had to turn to Diddy on her for a second. I had, I had empathy, but I had to go Diddy on her. So you got to know, even in management, dealing with your people, man, when to uh, tell them to take a break and when to make the work. You know what I'm saying? Here, I'm trying to be one of them empathetic bosses and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Take a break. But as soon as she said, I'm off tomorrow, oh, no. Ain't no break. Just take some more gold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, I appreciate y'all for tapping in, man. It's been another podcast, man. It's going to be up. It's going to be here, man. Electrical conversation and thought patterns. We continuously stay tapped in. You know what it is. 19 Keys. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.